0: It's early signing day, so we'll talk about Florida Gators football recruiting news and how can the Florida Gators men's basketball team bounce back only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com where you can find all of my written work and getting right into it. It's early signing day today, like I said earlier, and uh, there's a lot going on with the Florida Gators. Of course, we thought that this wouldn't be a great early signing day, but there are some names to talk about with the Florida Gators of guys who are expected to sign during this early signing period, which is from today until Friday. So fun stuff going on. Uh, First up, four-star offensive tackle Tony Livingston. I realize that some places have him as a three-star, some places have him as a four-star the composite on 24-7, which is how I'll be going through pretty much all of these, uh, is four-star offensive tackle. So that's what I'm listing him as. He will sign during the early signing period. He's been committed to Florida since March. Uh, he plans on walking onto the basketball team as well as being a scholarship athlete for the football team. He chose Florida over schools like Alabama. Georgia, Texas A&M, and Ohio State, among many others. And the reason that I'm starting off with Tony Livingston is, well, according to Donovan Kaiser of Gators Online, which by the way, if you're not subscribed to, highly recommend. Not sure if their promo is still going, but it was like 10 bucks for a year. Fantastic content, by the way. Great forum, great discussion going on there. But Tony Livingston, uh, he's, he's dropped a bit of weight a considerable amount of weight um and he didn't play much football this past season so now people are like well is he going to be a tight end is he going to be an offensive tackle is he going to be an offensive guard what will he be what is tony livingston's spot i'm not super concerned uh with the weight loss that's not something i'm honestly more concerned with the whole didn't play much football this year uh than anything else but even then not super concerned. I realize that there are people that are like, well, why are we bringing in a tackle that's maybe going to be a tight end now? And it's it's all this fun stuff. And it's like, he you got to realize something. One, he's still a high school kid. Like, sure, he's about to be a college kid, but he's still a high school kid. He's still very young. So bringing him in, by the way, high school recruits, no matter how highly ranked you are, so hit or miss. So I don't care, but you know, he, he's a high school kid. He didn't play much football. So what he didn't play much football this year. No one cares. He's got the athletic profile that matters. So what if he lost weight? The odds are that when you enter a college strength and conditioning program, you're going to drop fat and gain muscle. And I could assume that with the whole lost weight thing, it's probably that he lost fat because he seems to be a little bit focused on basketball right now, which is fine by me. A dual sport athlete is no issue. I'm very cool with not specializing in anything yet, but at the same time, now you're entering college. So now it's time to figure out your future. Tight end might be the best spot for him. If he loses the weight because he wants to play basketball as well, he's probably going to keep a good amount of that weight off. If he's athletic enough to play basketball, odds are he's got some bungees and he's got some hands and Florida needs help at tight end now. I mean, I know we've got a lot of young guys on the roster. I'm very excited for Nick Elksis. So I know we've got a very a lot of young guys on the roster, but Kamori Gamble, gone. Keon Zipper, not long. So we've got spots opening up. You know, we, we've got some spots opening up at tight end. So why not at least give Tony Livingston a shot? If he plays tackle, that's great for him. He's going to be one of the more athletic tackles around, which is also fine because tackles are getting more athletic. Everybody in football is seemingly getting either bigger and faster or smaller and faster. And also it's important to note that under Billy Napier, Louisiana was very zone run heavy. I'd expect Florida to be very zone run heavy. And when you've got a zone run offense, you need athletic offensive linemen. So, I'm not disturbed at all by Tony Livingston losing weight. That's not an issue for me. I'm more thinking about does he want to play football or does he want to play basketball? Either way, he'll be covered on Locked On Gators. Next up is four-star defensive lineman, Jamari Lines, six foot four, two hundred and ninety-five pounds. He committed to Florida in October. He also fields offers from South Carolina, which, by the way, stoner and rattler is insane, addition for South Carolina the other day. Uh, Also, Indiana, Texas A&M, and Central Florida, among others. He's someone who's expected to sign today. He might be signed by the time the show even comes out. Uh, He is expected to sign with the Florida Gators. Of course, he's been committed there. There's no reason to expect anything else. But with four-star defensive lineman Chris McClellan, maybe expect something else. He's 6'3", 295 pounds, so basically the same size as Jamari Lyons. He committed to Florida in November. He's expected to sign early during this early signing period and is committed to Florida. But people think that the Oklahoma native could still flip back to Oklahoma. And I got to say, I'm one of those people that's a little bit skeptical as to whether or not he stays as a Florida Gator. And with, I mean, look, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, like the kid's flippy floppy. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that Oklahoma just hired Brent Venables as their head coach And Brent Venables has a fantastic reputation. As a defensive coordinator, he does a great job of getting defensive players into the NFL. He did a great job at Clemson. Of course, he was previously a Clemson defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach at Oklahoma. He's done a great job. He's brought in some high caliber recruits at Nick Evers, who used to be committed to the Florida Gators, decommitted last week, and has now committed to Oklahoma under Brent Venables. So Oklahoma's doing some things. I still think that Chris McClellan stays to be a Florida Gator. But I will also say that, yes, it's entirely possible that he decides, you know what, I want to say in my home state of Oklahoma, and you can't really blame him that much. He also has offers from Alabama, Ohio State, and USC in addition to Florida and Oklahoma. Three-star offensive tackle David Connor is expected to sign this week. Uh, Maryland and Arizona are the other two five, power five schools that have offered him. Florida Atlantic and Florida A&M are the other in-state schools that have offered him. He is expected to be an early enrollee at Florida and will be in Gainesville very early on. David Connor is someone that I'd say is a, a pretty pretty much a lock that he's going to sign today. Maybe he waits till tomorrow or Friday, but I think the signing happens today where he will officially become a Florida Gator once he signs that letter of intent. Well, not officially. Kids can always flip. I don't care about your letter of intent, but David Connor is expected to be a Florida Gator. There are also three star interior offensive lineman Christian Williams, that's expected to sign today, and three star kicker, Trey Smack, are also expected to sign. During this early signing period, although I do think for the most part I don't expect Florida to be super active in this early signing period. Uh, I'm also not a big like early signing period guy. That's just like not me. I'm very much just like, hey kids, like take your time, figure out the school that's right for you. I don't care. Like, like yeah, it's great for us to talk about the early signing period, and it's great for teams to be like, okay, well these are the guys that are pretty much locked in for the early signing day. But at the same time. I don't, I don't care too much because it's fun to talk about, it's fun to look at, and it's exciting. But at the same time, I'd rather these kids make the right choices and take their time instead of just clout chasing to be involved in early signing day, um, which is like the most boomer thought you're going to get from me. But that's how I feel about it. All right, College Football Fanatics, have you heard about Prize PrizeFix is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. PrizeFix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizeFix offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five like Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, Damian Pierce, Jacob Copeland, all those fun names, as well as some players you might have never heard of like Daquan Finn, Bryce Mitchell, Bryant Kobach, Isaiah Winstead, players like that that you probably never heard of most of those names, but hey, there you go. They're all on PrizePix. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron rebounds combined with the under on Mahomes rushing yards in the same entry. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. The crowd is hush. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But On your backswing, your hat falls right over your eyes. Is that how you're running your business? Like a boomer? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition, believe me work in finance. I, I know that you know fiscal year ending is a nightmare, so help yourself. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, which is less than three weeks away, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com. Head to netsuite.com for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms, wherever you listen to the podcast, continuing talking about recruiting and early signing day. Last segment was pretty much the guys that I'm expecting to sign in Florida. These guys are just rumored visits, recruits, whatever, talking to. Uh, Kamari Wilson is the first name to bring up. He's a five-star safety out of IMG Academy. He is reportedly set to beside, set to decide between Georgia and Florida, could be an early signing day guy he visited florida this past weekend and apparently florida is making a strong push for him he has 33 offers right now he's highly sought after but again it's pretty much down to florida and georgia at this point texas a&m is like kind of in there but you know they're in there in the sense that there's interest and they've offered and that he said he's interested but at this point it's Georgia or Florida. It's likely Georgia, but Florida's been, like I said, been making a strong push as of late. Billy Napier's been getting in there and getting active. So I won't rule anything out. Trading, gone, or almost definitely gone. I don't, again, I don't know with eligibility how weird it is if he's got the COVID year or not the COVID year, whatever it may be, but trading likely gone to the NFL. Devin Moore is a four-star defensive back that is set to decide between Florida and Notre Dame. I'm not going to go super in detail on Devin Moore because, of course, I'm recording this Tuesday evening. The episode comes out Wednesday morning at midnight or Tuesday night at midnight, however you want to say it, uh, Eastern time. And Devin Moore is expected to sign 7.30 a.m. today, Eastern time. So, It'll likely happen by the time you listen to this. So I won't go very in detail on him, but I will say that Corey Raymond has played a huge part in his recruitment. And that's one of the reasons that Florida's like, Hey, like we we think we've got a good shot at getting Devin Moore, which is huge because you know, this this is great with how we did not expect this to be a very fun early signing period for the Florida Gators next uh, Actually I'm going to save these two because I'm excited to talk about them. So I'm going to go to the next player I was going to talk about after them. Quarterback Ronnie Roper, a three-star quarterback out of Georgia who had such a silent recruitment until the past couple of weeks, and then it's really started to heat up. Ryan O'Hara, who is an offensive analyst for Florida that specializes in quarterbacks, has spoken to Roper recently. Roper had a very quiet recruiting front for most of his senior season, had a big senior season, but he's recently spoken to Ole Miss, Auburn, and Florida. He's had conversations with Alabama as well. Publicly, he only has offers from UMass, uh, Moorhead State, Morgan State, and Western Carolina. I wouldn't be shocked if he turns down all of those scholarship offers and he wants to walk on at a larger university and maybe earn a scholarship after showing up there. Wouldn't be the first time someone's done that. Won't be the last. So Ronnie Roper is someone who might be a Florida Gator. Uh, I don't know if he gets an offer. That would obviously depend on who else gets offers from Florida, who else accepts those offers and commits and all that stuff. So maybe Ronnie Roper could be a Florida offer or a Florida walk-on. I don't know, but I mean, Florida is definitely in play for Ronnie Roper, the three-star out of Georgia. And the other guys to talk about, Julian Humphrey and Shamar James. I've spoken about them incessantly this year. And guess what? I'm going to do it again today. Julian Julio Humphrey is a four-star corner that was a Florida commit. In November, he decommitted – maybe October, and decommitted and flipped to Georgia, which is yay. Um, he tweeted yesterday morning that he has been blessed to be re-offered by Florida under Billy Napier, so he's obviously excited to be there. Shamar James is now a five-star linebacker that's reportedly deciding between Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. I know, for, I've spoken to him, I know for a fact that he has not ruled out Florida. He never ruled out Florida. He was just decommitted. And I've always said, you know, when guys decommit, I like their odds of coming back because, hey, at one point, especially if it's because coaching is poor and then you change your coaches, uh, I, I like the odds of them coming back because at one time you thought this was the best university for you to continue your college career or continue your football career. And now it's gotten better. And I know that I've mentioned this before. I will say it again. Julian Humphrey, Julio Humphrey, whatever you want to call him, uh, he has said before, like, hey, man, I can't wait to play college football with Shamar James. I In just a few months, I get to be a college teammate with Shamar James. And now they're both back to maybe going to Florida. Of course, Julio or Julio said that after he decommitted, after they both Decommitted from Florida because again, Shamar James was committed to Florida, decommitted, all that fun stuff. Um, so I know that Julio Humphrey tweeted that, Shamar James retweeted it and was like, Hey man, yeah, like it could happen. So it's very possible that they both come to Florida, which would be massive gets. Of course, they were already committed, then they've decommitted. I'd imagine Corey Raymond plays a big part in recruiting Humphrey Moore and Wilson. So if Julio Humphrey commits to Florida, it makes it that much more likely. I think that Shamar James decides to recommit to Florida, which again, would be massive for Florida to get and for the Gators to add these defensive pieces. Florida's very active recruiting wise. I know that they've said, hey, early signing day is not going to be great for us. I, I don't know if it'll be great for them, but they're still very active whether or not these are early recruits or they sign later. I don't give a damn as long as they sign at some point that Billy Napier is making moves in recruiting. He doesn't even have like he, I, I think he's got not even a third of his staff built at this point. And he's still so active in recruiting and all of them are so active in recruiting that this coaching staff, like I get it. Nothing has really happened yet, but Hey, like pat yourselves on the back for at least putting more effort than Dan Mullen did previously. And again, I like Dan Mullen, but I, uh, now that we've seen what active recruiting is like this is like recently, I cannot wait for Billy Napier to continue his tenure as a Florida Gators head coach. Anybody else make money this past weekend? I know I did not at all. I'm sorry to tell you that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously Florida football really screwed me and Florida basketball has started screwing me recently so yay they've thrown a whole lot of wrenches in my plans bet online even covers award shows. TV shows and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 percent free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is how I bet, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports protectors. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D. No space O-N for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Have y'all tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet? If not, hit yourself right now because you should have, and I'm mad at you, and I would hit you if I was with you. Sorry, I deal with violence sometimes. Bilt Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem, especially Bilt Bar Puffs hitting that sweet tooth every single time. Bilt Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high protein, and most importantly, high fiber solution that still tastes delicious. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, locked 15 to get 15% off of your next order at built or builtbar.com. Now, to wrap up today's show, we are talking about how can Florida Gators basketball turn around because, of course, Things have gone poorly. We're only ten games in, but things have gone pretty poorly recently. After a very hot six and no start, yeah, six and no start, they now have seven and three. If you're going one and three in their last four, obviously, because that's how math works. Uh, offensively, I think the biggest thing I spoke about this on yesterday's episode, and I've spoken about it previously, and I will continue to speak about it. I think shot selection, shot selection for the Florida Gators needs to improve. They shoot forty-two percent. From the field goal and then that, that doesn't sound that bad, but they're 262nd in college basketball, so it's pretty bad. <laughs> they shoot 31% from three, which is 275th in all of college basketball. And I don't think it's the lack of ability to shoot or to score at all. I I think it's more the poor shot selection. You know, we you look at let's look at Trey Mann, his first his freshman year. He was he shot a significantly lower percentage from his freshman year to his sophomore year well his sophomore year was significantly improved from his freshman year and it wasn't necessarily that Trey Mann got better at shooting the basketball it's that he got smarter at shooting the basketball and you look at guys like Philander Slumming I'm sorry I seem, I feel like I'm picking on him but Philander Slumming he takes bad shots frequently and he takes a lot of shots you look at Myron Jones he takes bad shots frequently because he's like hey I'm a talented three-point shooter I'm just gonna yeah and that's that's his shot to me yeah that's that's what it looks like to me. So he's like, hey, like I'm a talented free throw, I'm a talented three point shooter, so I'm gonna shoot the ball. And it's like, yeah, you are a talented three point shooter, but your shot selection is god awful, and it needs to improve. I believe on Sunday's game, he shot one for six from three. So things like that, like you've got to get better. And I'm not talking about just from three. Look, look at Colin Castleton. I said this yesterday too. it's like, he forces shots. He he forces shots up. Without a doubt, or maybe I said, yeah, I said it on Monday's episode. Uh, he he forces shots up. He calls for it in the post, and I love that he's calling for it and being aggressive. And he's very creative in the paint. But some of his shots are like, why, why are you shooting that, man? Like you don't got to force that up just because you got the ball in the paint. Pass it out again. That that's something that needs to improve. Shot selection, flow of the offense needs to improve multiple times this season. Specifically, when you look at the Texas Southern loss, or even if you look at the Maryland loss the Gators have gone just stretches of the game where they have no rhythm to their offense, no flow to their offense. It's just guys playing ISO ball, which we saw earlier in the season. We saw that a lot more. It's slowed down since then. I'll give them credit for that. But now I feel like we've seen more of guys just like, like, like playing 2K where it's like, Hey, all right, four out, Colin Castleton in everyone, you know, corners wing, let's get to it. And it's just like, Hey, I'm going to make a play and then pass it out. And it's just guys waiting. There haven't, there has not been nearly enough movement as like there should be, and there hasn't been enough designed plays offensively to get this offense going and to put these guys in the correct position to make plays and make this offense better than it has been to this point. Defensively, I've got one one big complaint defensively: rebounding. And I know that sounds weird because we're always singing the praises of guys like Anthony DeRugge and Colin Castleton. And guess what? Anthony DeRugge averaging more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds this year. Colin Castleton averaging 6.3 defensive rebounds per game. Not awful, but not great. And he's first on the team in defensive rebounds per game. Second on the team in defensive rebounds per game, Myron Jones. He's got 2.7 defensive rebounds per game. And I know early on, Early on in the season, the thought was, wow, this team is going to be physical, they're going to be tenacious, and they're going to be damn good rebounding the ball. Since then, it's slowed down significantly. They were monstrous early on. They've slowed down in the intensity. They have 24.2 defensive rebounds per game. That is 292nd in college basketball. It's bad. Defensively, it seems like defensive rebound is obviously defensively. I hate myself that I'm like, defensively, defensive rebound is like this. Uh Defensive rebounding-wise, it seems like it's Colin Castleton or bust at this point, and that's just completely unacceptable, especially when we've got guys like Jatobo, who's been playing more. When we've got guys like Anthony Derugy, who plays a pretty good amount. CJ Felder needs to be more active defensive on the defensive boards. We need guys to be more active defensively when rebounding the basketball. And yeah, again, defensively, that's pretty much all I have as a complaint, really. I love how the team rotates defensively. I love their system defensively, the whole full court press-ish kind of thing, but then the zone, and I just smacked my computer. Uh, (laughs) Full court press, but then like zone on the back end, and it's, it's, I like how it goes. I love the defensive rotations. I do. Sometimes they're a little late, and they give me a heart attack, but it doesn't kill them that often. So I think it's more of an effort thing on the rebound, on the boards than anything else. Uh, and for me, I, that, that's something that's really got to fix. I'm, I'm big on rebounding, so you got to fix that. You got to clean it up. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Don't miss out tomorrow as, of course, we'll keep you on the, on the latest with the Florida Gators football team. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert, Lee Sterling for Lockdown Gators. I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with whole nine sports. So that is is and sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.